messing around with a name like that. You can't just be a regular chick. No. You've got to hit those high notes if right. your name is Minnie Ripperton. Her sister anyway, hits the low notes. Her name or like a Republican Ripperton. senator <laughs> from the South. Senator Minnie Ripperton! Hitting them high notes. No, no, no. He's from Alabama. He's from Dixie. <laughs> He's a Dixie crap. Anyway, none of that has to do with anything. Welcome back to our second episodes of Reeds and Weeds. Yay! We're a book Yay. club. We like to read and smoke weed. Hi, Marty. Hi, Shelly. How are hey, you? Hey, this is Marty Butler. He's Hi. here for the first time. H-I-G-H. Hi. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Marty Butler. You could call me Martin. Okay. Mr. Butler, if you're nasty. Okay. It's all, right. all good. Okay, Mr. Butler. I, I had a, an edible <laughs> on the way here, and I'm thinking yeah. I probably should have had two. Oh, really? Yeah. We could take a break. No, and, I don't uh, have another in the car. We gotta yeah, but I've got a weed. <laughs> I mean, right. what do I look, <laughs> yeah. look like a beginner? <laughs> we could maybe speak a little, play a little bit more of that song, yeah. step out, come back. Well, let's just... Uh, we'll, let's just we'll, see where we get. Yeah, we'll and Chris is back with us. Hi, she's in Boulder. Hi. What's going on? What's new I'm in your Boulder. life, girl? Drinking my homemade kombucha. Very Boulder. Yeah, very and, Boulder. Uh, and some bong rips. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And uh, you selling any houses? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I could tell what good news it was going to be by your reaction. Yeah, when we first pulled Chris up on the Skype here, I thought you were wearing a doctor's coat, and I felt very yeah, safe. Doctor. Yeah. Oh, doctor. It's a hippie star, oh. She's a hippie it's doctor. Lady. It's cold in the basement, so. <laughs> It's a shawl. She's wearing a shawl. Sure. I've got a little uh, cardigan flung over the back of this one here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not used to air conditioning in the old Ipsy upstairs apartment. Okay. So last okay. week, no, two weeks ago, we talked about what we talk about when we talk about God by Rob Bell. Big fat discussion that I thought would go way different, but it was amazing because everybody had different reactions than I thought. Chris realized right when we first started reading that book, the title was kind of stolen from this title, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love, which was from, what is it, 70s or 80s? Do you know when this was written? 80s. And then when I started looking it up, I realized there's what we talk about when we talk about Anne Frank, what we talk about when we talk about yeah, loneliness. Totally. Like, there's so many things. So 
This isn't a whole book. This is a short story. And I appreciate you suggesting something that was just so super difficult to track down, even though it's a really well-known story. It was for me. I mean, we emailed you the PDF. I know, but I was looking up the book. And it's not a book. And it's not a book. And in the book, they're like, well, which story in the book do you want? And I'm like, I just want this. And they're like, oh, it's not in this book. Must be in another book, and, and I didn't understand. Because I could see right here already that, uh, yeah, Mel that we're going to be talking. What we talk about when we talk about what we talk about when we talk yeah. about love is two different stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So fun. <laughs> okay, so I'm just curious why, besides the fact that we did the other one last time, why were you intrigued with this? Why do you love this, or do you want to know what we think first? I mean, what kind of got me going is when you told me the title of the Rob Bell book. I thought you misspoke. Like, I thought, you know, oh. like, oh, so, and I was like, oh, okay. So then I just didn't, hadn't heard of it, but heard, knew who Rob Bell was. So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then, of course, I read the book, and I was like, wow, like, Rob Bell, there's, like, a paragraph in the beginning where he really draws the correlation to what the original title represents. Like, hey, when we talk about things, it's going to make people uncomfortable. It's going mm-hmm. to bring up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And so for me, I was like, that's exactly what the story does. Yes, 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 so, yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I liked that he, I felt like he was like, Rob Bell was like conscious of the nod. Mm-hmm. And that made me happy just like in terms of like how stories work and yeah. things are derivative. And one writer kind of pointing to the other writer and going, I know we're all thinking about that. And that's why I chose yeah. the title. Yeah. And he did it intentionally. Yeah. yeah I get you. I get you. Yes. Yeah. And they both kind of do the same thing, too, where Carver is like, you know, you can so read the story and come out of it and just be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind of yeah. had the same experience reading Rob Bell, like just kind of like, yeah. And you're, you're definitely covering all the er- so territory, but I, for the longest time, I was like, I'm just not real clear what you're saying. I don't know. Until he got to the thing with the surfer, which was, now I see God everywhere. And then yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. brilliant. Thank right. you. But he gives it to you, whereas Carver is like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're still pondering. It's still kind of a mess. Like, yeah. It's up to you as a reader. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what was your overall reaction? Uh, my overall reaction, and we kind of got into this in the pre-talk, was uh-huh. uh, still need to be walked through the ending a little bit. Huh. I feel like something happened that I'm not quite 100% sure of. You right, know, it sort of right. reminds me of uh, like 20 years after I read Slaughterhouse-Five, I found out that, you know, the whole thing was just in the guy's head. And it was like, yeah. wow, I never thought about that before. <laughs> it was just a, all one big stress hallucination. I didn't think about that. So that makes me wonder if there's more to the ending that I just didn't pick up on. Ah. Otherwise, otherwise, I did, uh, yeah, found it to be quite a, uh, you know, punch to the gut. Punch to the gut. It's a good story. Really, uh, you know, really, really helps explain certain things that we don't talk about enough. You know, what other people are thinking. Mm. Like you ba- yeah. I basically have come to the conclusion from reading that uh, is that when we talk about love, none of us are talking about the same thing. Yeah. Like we all have our very individualized yeah. beliefs on what love is, uh-huh. which kind of and goes to that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And experiences, because, like, somebody can, you know, drag, the, uh, what's her name? <laughs> In the story, uh, there's Mel. Hold on. So let's do. Let's say this. Let's say this. This is a short story by Raymond Carver, and it's about you know basically the whole story is two couples sitting around drinking gin, talking about 
love yeah. in a few different ways. Mel and Terry are one couple, but Mel has an ex and children. Terry, we find out, has a violent ex. And then there's Nick and Laura, right? That's the other couple. I Nick so, yes. is Nick is like the perspective. And so that's the context that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Two couples sitting and around drinking. And they're drink, drunk. They're drinking gin, and they're talking they're about love. A lot of gin. And I thought about bringing some gin in here. I thought, like, maybe we should be Ain't passing around gin. Show. Right, that's true. Never mind. The weed I smoked was called gin and tonic. <laughs> that was the strain. Anyway, I um, had sour gin. So, no, I think mine was crazy glue. Harmony. What? Harmony. Oh, really? Oh, that's beautiful. Mm, yeah. Uh, you were supposed to harmonize with me, bitch. Just. You went so high. Okay. Because of the... Was that like a loving you callback? I'm going to get us back on track. Don't... Don't don't worry. I'm getting us back on track. Okay. So my initial response was kind of just because of timing, because of heartache type timing for me was just kind of like love is almost the same as heartbreak in some definitions, right? It's just if I didn't really, really care, it wouldn't hurt as bad Mm -hmm. in every way you know if I didn't love this craft that I'm doing it wouldn't hurt as bad you know if I could let this thing go easier it wouldn't hurt as bad like so the thought that you can love without pain is not the definition of love because if you care then it hurts it hurts when it's good it hurts when it's bad it hurts when you want it too bad it hurts when you have it I mean it's just it hurts and sometimes it's wonderful and joyful and all that but you know if you don't care, it doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> but if you really care, it really hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the other gut punch was just the idea of like, oh, yeah, when Mel starts saying, you loved him, right? And I loved my wife, but I can say I don't anymore, but I did, right? I mean, that was real. And just realizing how, what a kind of hard truth that is for me, that you can be like, oh, that person was really important to me. And could yeah. I could I even dig that back up again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or was it just there or, for that time, and it's okay, you know? Yeah, it's both. It's right? both. It's yeah. like it's both because you take it with you, and that's what I love about the story. And again, oddly enough, the more I thought about it, Rob Bell definitely alludes to this, or is trying to. But it's like it changes as time goes on, and even though somebody literally physically hurt you and made you feel unsafe it's never not complicated like you can still wonder about them which Mm -hmm. i think is what the end is sort of doing you know Mm -hmm. he's standing there he's looking out at the world and he's like all of everything that was just said and went down he's got it with him right at that moment while he's looking out and i just to me like that's a weird thing about having strong loving emotions for somebody is it's you can't just turn it off even if they've done something terrible yeah. You know, it's like you still are like, oh, but wait, like you're also the person who did these things and those things were kind. Mm-hmm. And, right, you know right. I mean? So so here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking let's talk about Terry's ex and why you think that was part of the story and if there's any like lines in particular that you want to talk about. And then let's take a, a doobie break real quick five like two minutes and we can play the rest of loving you if todd will abide and then and then we'll jump back in and we'll talk about as they're getting drunker and talking about the next section does that sound good yeah okay so why do you think he starts right in with is that love is that 
not love with the abusive relationship. Basically what's happening is Mel is talking about, Mel and Terry are talking about his ex, Mm -hmm. and she's just saying, and I wondered if you guys had voices in your head. Heard their voices? Yeah. No, not especially. Oh, really? Okay. I was trying to figure out, like, what do you do with a love like that? Or is it like, what do you do with a love like that? You know, I was trying to figure out, like, how heated is this and do you want to do that right now we could act it out we could try a couple of takes <laughs> give me a couple what takes. what do you do with a love like what that? do you do with a love like that <laughs> my god don't be silly that's not love and you know it <laughs> yep okay so, yeah. say what you want to but i know it was <laughs> oh yeah she's got to talk like kind of that yeah New Yorker-ish. See, I feel like she is probably has a timid voice. You think so? Yes. Well, I think they're all yes. drinking, and I think well, once yeah, he leaves the room, I think right. or maybe. Uh, well, her I voice think changes. she. I think she has a timid voice, just because when I've had friends in the past that have talked about their exes who were abusive, they just had a less than bold voice about them when they talked about it because they got mm-hmm. back into that framework of. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering it now, and yes, I think he loved me, and uh, of course he loved me. Yeah, but see, you know? that's also the fear talking. Yeah, the fear of that person. Talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I don't picture that character. I picture her having a like Mel being bombastic, yeah. like swaggery, and Terry being kind of like, he loved me, mm-hmm. he loved me. You know, kind yeah. of yeah. timid, yeah. right? Do y'all can you picture that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I picture. And I also, I, I mean, I kind of think the reason Carver starts with this, I mean, this is just my interpretation, and I kind of think when you get really drunk, like when you have an actual time like this where you just, like, everybody's drinking a lot, mm-hmm. and it just goes on for hours, and then eventually people get emotional, and there's an upset, and there's, like, a dramatic scene, and then when you look back on those moments, that scene, like, clouds the rest of it. And, like, the second thing everybody says is, like, we were drinking so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in terms of, like, a drunken story, I thought, you know, if you were telling that story, it would be, like, this is when it started to get ugly when this happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is what I loved about this, he's so good at writing just this. It was like a recording of a drunk conversation. It was like, I'm there. I get it. I've probably been in that conversation before where somebody goes, I don't think he's going to stay. And somebody goes, well, if she doesn't start drinking or stop drinking, and the next you know somebody's throwing a glass at the wall. I can drink. Like, I had an old, old friend, and two Halloweens ago, we were at a lake house, and everybody's, like, we've been friends for 20 years, all the kids are dressed up, we're dressed up, and I just kind of was like, I'm going to go to bed, because we've got a whole day at the lake tomorrow. It's my birthday, you know? So I go to bed, I go to bed. And everybody was drinking. But I was like, I don't want to wake up and have feel bad on my birthday. We've already been eating candy. And, you know, like, I'm going to bed. It was like 11. About 3 a.m., there was one of these lake houses where a bunch of grown-ups are, like, in bunk beds and in sleeping bags everywhere and everything. And so these two friends of mine come in the room, and they're turning on the lights. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? And they were both in tears and, like, holding on to each other and going, like, "What, what happened? And they're like... 
We almost had to call the police, and we had to chase her down the road, and she wouldn't stop. And and the kids were scared. And then exactly. And then and then and Lisa stepped in, yeah. and then we tried to turn her. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And yeah. then the next day, yeah. everybody had a "This is my version of where shit went wrong" story, and we talked about it all day. And it had to do with like. The kids, exactly. the kids, and drinking, and the, the and the ex, and you know, getting That's back together. Really yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Marty, thoughts on the opening there? I might have jumped ahead a little bit. What I picked up from uh, is maybe I'm jumping back. Actually, it's okay. As we were talking, hopscotch about. up that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump around, jump around. Oh, jump there up, we go. Up. Yeah. Um, She's got the songs now. <laughs> right. No, what I was going to say, like, uh, like, I was just thinking about the relationship between Mel and Terry. Uh, this was before we really got into the more of the abuse angle. Yeah. And I was almost looking at it more as Terry was, you know, remembering what was probably a greater love than the one she had with Mel. Whereas oh. I think, like, I think she was probably more in love with her ex than she is with Mel. And Mel was probably more in love with her oh. than he is with his ex. And that might be where the conflict came out once the drinking started. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Was that he's projection, Martin? Was that what? Projection. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I've been my through some God. shit we all have. Yeah, yeah. We've been through some shit. Okay. So. It just seemed like the way they were talking. Yeah. It yeah. seems like that might be possible. What Sorry possible? to blow your minds, ladies. No, no, no. no. I just got to pick no, my brains like up it. off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop them up. Yeah. Put them back in. Yeah, I didn't hear the very last thing you said, though. Sorry, I blew your mind, No, right before that. Do you remember what you said right before that? Probably a tough question when you're smoking weed. What did you just say? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Never mind. Let's start over. Chris asked if that was projection, and I said, I don't know. We've all been through some shit. Oh, we've all been through some shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that you just said about maybe she's looking back, I feel like... Okay, so this is another thing that happens in the story for our giant listening audience. Mm -hmm. I want them to understand that in the story, you understand that Mel is a surgeon and that he tried to save his ex's life. And there was violence and and he was brought in and he tried to shoot himself in the head, right? Is that... Mel? Right? No, no, no. Mel? Right. No, Terry's ex. Terry's ex, yes. Terry's ex. Terry's ex. Mel had to operate on Terry's ex. Ate poison and then tried to... So I was trying to to wrap my head around being the new significant other to someone whose ex... Whose ex's head you tried to put back together. And what is still with you from that experience? Knowing, like, she used to love him and now... She loves me. And, yeah. and why? Loves Are we similar? Or, or loves or is with. Yeah. But I just wonder, why does he keep talking about it so much? Is he talking about it to sell himself that it wasn't real? Is he talking about it to let oh, the rest yeah. of the people know that he doesn't think it was real? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I'm going to keep talking about how fucked up this guy was so that you guys know that what we have is real and that wasn't yeah. real. Yeah. And also, I'm, I'm the ultimate good guy. I saved, yeah, do you think? I saved this man's life. Yeah. Or yeah. attempted to. It's I don't know. I realize I've read a, a different draft. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> what? It even says what, Chris? He even says near the end somewhere, he says, he's got this line about how we're lucky. 
And there definitely is, I think, a, a moment in the text toward the end where he kind of, there's this scene and she stopped talking and, and Laura and the other, Nick telling the story, oh, I'm sorry, it's Nick Stoner. It's Nick, like, saying to himself, like, I, Laura and I exchanged this look and aren't we lucky? Because those two are talking about how they're so fucked up and all their fucked up shit. So mm-hmm. it's, like, definitely in there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's story about what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the guy telling the story is potentially, like, thinking they're in some great place that's so different from everybody else. But Right, right. <laughs> and at the moment, they are, probably. But I get the feeling, like, this is a conversation that Mel and Terry have had, kind of ongoing. It comes up. It's like that long-running argument you have mm-hmm. if you're with someone. And you're kind of like, I can't believe you were ever with that guy, man, you know. And so he brings it up a lot. And this time he's bringing it up in a little group because he wants the the justification of it a little bit. Like, aren't I better? I'm a surgeon. But he also has the pain. He might be justifying because he's not with the kids anymore. Right? Here's what I just picked up from that. Yeah. Could that also be a little bit abusive on Mel's part, bringing this up in front of a group of people? Oh, shit. The intention of maybe humiliating Terry? Yeah, she actually calls him out on that. Terry gets in his face, or she makes the comment. Oh, she says, uh, now he wants wants to make up, Terry said, after he tries to dump on me. Oh. Yeah. What you think about that? Yeah, but you're doing the same thing, motherfucker. Like, Mm -hmm. that was fucked up, and now this is what I have to put up with. Right. Like, it almost, it's like just two different forms of abuse almost from her ex to Mel. Mel seems like he could possibly be. I mean, I don't know how far ahead you guys want to jump in the story. Well, yeah, jump ahead. Jump ahead. Just getting near the end where. I mean, hopefully it's the same end in your book as it was in mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They joined the circus, right? Yeah, yeah, but not before Mel goes to the shower. Right, right. So when Mel's in the shower and they're all talking, is this is this in yours? You're making this up. No, I'm not. This is in the... Oh, crap. I totally shouldn't have read the wrong version. Are you serious? Yeah, Are Mel, Mel goes and takes a shower. Well, first of all, Mel's name is Herb in this, in this version. Oh, my God. Beginners here, right? No, they, they're all still sitting at the table drinking. At the end? Yeah. Okay, in this version, Mel gets up and he goes and takes a shower while they're getting ready yeah, to go eat. That's the one I read. Right, you read yeah. Beginners as well? And oh, shit. while he's in the shower, Terry tells Nick and Laura that Mel has talked about committing suicide himself. <gasps> right. What? Yeah. That's why I thought, that's why the ending, like, I, you know, I oh was trying my to figure gosh. out, like, did you I guys. miss something? Did Mel kill himself in the shower? What happened? You guys. You know, it wouldn't be a stoner right. book club if we didn't have two different versions going. I know. That's so fucking true. And it's I so wrote mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, they're still sitting I'm at the table. They're sitting at the table still at the end of this one. So when you talked about how's the ending, well, the ending in mine, I'll, I'll read it for you. They're either going to go out to eat or not go out to eat. They're still drinking. Like, we're almost out of gin. We should go eat. Right. Let's go eat, you know? Yeah, we should go eat at this place. Yeah. I could eat something. I don't think I've ever been so hungry in my life. If there's something to nibble on, this is Laura. I'll put out some cheese and crackers, but Terry just sat there. She didn't get up or get anything. Mel turned his glass over. He spilled it out on the table. Gin's gone. Mel said. Terry said, now what? I could hear my heart beating. I could hear everyone's heart. I could hear the human noise we sat there making. Not one of us moving. Not even when the room went dark. So it's oh. it's still cliffhangery. Yeah. 
but it's more just leaves it in that tension of like, I don't see the next line being like, let's go get spaghetti. <laughs> you know, I see yeah. it as like, uh, you know, if he turns his drink over at the table and it spills and the room goes dark, mm-hmm. that's kind of like f- so foreboding. Yeah. Why did the room go dark? Yeah. 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 Did you did oh, see, here did we go. take a shower in yours? No. Shall no, that's the end. There's no shower. There's, wow. there's no shower. Yeah, well, here's where we left off, right? Okay. I was eating a piece of salami. The room had gotten very dark. I finished chewing what I had in my mouth, swallowed the stuff, and moved over to the window. I looked out into the backyard. I looked past the aspen tree and the two black dogs sleeping in amongst the lawn chairs. Huh. I looked past the swimming pool with the little corral. You know what? I'm jumping ahead here. Yeah. Sorry, I got it. Well, you know, that's fascinating. No, no, no. Here we go. Okay, the ending in this. The shower stopped running. In a minute, I heard whistling as Herb, Mel, opened the bathroom door. I kept looking at the women at the table. Terry was crying, and Laura was stroking her hair. I turned back to the window. The blue layer of sky had given way now and was turning dark like the rest. But stars had appeared. I recognized Venus and farther off to the side, not as bright but unmistakably there on the horizon, Mars. The wind had picked up. I looked at what it was doing to the empty fields. I thought unreasonably that it was too bad that the McGinnises no longer kept horses. I wanted to imagine horses rushing through those fields. In the Me near too. Dark, Me too. Even just standing quietly with their heads in opposite directions near the fence. I stood at the window and waited. I knew I had to keep still a while longer, keep my eyes out there outside the house as long as there was something left to see. The end. Okay, so for our giant listening audience, I read a version of this book that was in a collection of short stories, and they both read uh, like an editor's, like a review copy, the pre-edited version. So that whole section was not in my copy, and so now we've got to talk about what we talk about when we talk about what we talk about Yeah, we don't even know what we talk about when we talk about love. See, we talk about different things. We talk about what we talk about. When we talk about what we talk about, when we talk about love and all the different versions of it. When, we're, when we get directions and I, how we interpret them. I think I understand why he took that part off. Because it doesn't really add anything. It doesn't but both really, endings are kind of cliffhangers. They're, like. they're both cliffhangers, but I think if you're editing yourself and you're like, what does that ending really add? That extra standing, eating salami and it's horses. More it's more melancholy. Like, it's just melancholy. Like, it's the... the character gets up and like he's having this moment where you're like wow you know he's just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the one where it's just a cliffhanger where it's like you know like it goes dark I mean that's that's like a perfect sort of nod to how it opens just mm-hmm. like that's what a drunken night is like <laughs> and then it goes black yeah yeah <laughs> you know getting back it's to your very it's more succinct for sure yeah. Getting back to your point about love being pain, do you think mm-hmm. maybe the ending, this version, love is just melancholy? Well, I think it's where we're all interpreting it. I think that's what's interesting is everybody probably when they reads this picks out somebody they can relate to. And then there's some people that are like, that's not any love I know. But they maybe want to relate to Nick and Laura. They're picking who they want to relate to. We're kind of feeling like Nick because he's the storyteller, mm-hmm. but we might sometimes feel like Terry, you know, we might, yeah, you know, we might feel like, yeah, yeah. Mel, I mean, I or was even giving, her. I was giving, I was giving Martin shit, but like about 
like projecting the positions that follow-up relationship might have taken for both of them like mm-hmm. 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 so it's like god no i completely forgot what i was gonna it's okay say. it's okay it was something about the story <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, it some, was it some about one of these things in the story time <laughs> in the booklet thing <laughs> in the short story that you suggested that you've read before? Hey, no problem. Yeah, it, it's, it's like for me, um, I totally like. Yes, you're 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 almost in Nick's head, really. Um, you're definitely with his perspective, but as everyone spoke, or it kind of zoned in on each person's characteristics or whatever, I mm-hmm. found myself very much being able to relate on all of them and totally like seeing myself and all of my past relationships and each one of their mm-hmm. dynamics or the dynamics that weren't even spoken about, you mm-hmm. know, it just mm-hmm. was like, absolutely. Like I've, I've been the woman who like wakes up the next day and it's like, wait a second, did, did we fight? And did my head go into a wall? And what happened and that's not good and mm-hmm. you know that you know can't do that anymore yeah and, you know and i right i knew her i knew her right i did a new relationship where you're like oh we're so lucky we found each other everything's going so great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that person too you know yeah. and you're just like okay yeah. oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh yeah it's a total projection it's a, to- a beautiful thing about the story that I, I really criticized, actually, about Rob Bell, because I, I feel like Rob had to stay too safe. And what's nice about this is it's just so raw mm-hmm. that you can't help, as a reader, try to feel connected with where each of these person's stories mm-hmm. um, are coming across to you and bouncing on you mm-hmm. and um, making you have an experience in a story mm-hmm. that hits so close to home, it's like disorienting. Yeah, you know? it's a very short story that punched me in the gut. You know, yeah. I was thinking like, oh, it's only this long? Are we going to have enough to talk about? Oh, well, I'll read it. And then I was just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shoot, okay, that was difficult. <laughs> uh, ooh, I don't know. Okay, Great. so before Great. we before we take a break... I'm going to... Did you guys get the thing I emailed you? Yes. So at some point in the last year, I was looking on some website for something and and looked this up, these like different kinds of love. And I can't remember if I was doing it just kind of like a self-learning thing or trying to write something or trying to be inspired by something, but this really made me understood. So I'll tell you what I'm talking about wide listening audience. (laughs) I'll tell you what I'm talking about. If you look up (laughs) the six types of love in like a basic psych class or in like, if you look it up, it'll be Eros, Mania, Ludus, Storge, Storge, Agape, Pragma. And it's like looking at it and it's just these simple definitions like Eros is passionate and sexual and it gives a couple of examples. Mania is obsessive, possessive. And then Ludus is playful, detached. And every one of these little definitions, just to complete, storage is familiar, cerebral, agape is gentle, unselfish, pragma is love based on compatibility and, and common sense. And so when I was looking through this, for me, this was this very grounding, peaceful thing to learn because I, what I realized when I talk about love is my, the word love has been marketed to me, you know, in this life. Yeah. 
Like there's love that you know is love. Like this is my best friend. <laughs> you know, I love this dog. And there's certain things you just know. I love dancing. And you just know it. It's not marketed to you. Right. But romantic love, the way it's supposed to go, the way a mother's supposed to love a child, the way your parents are supposed to love each other, like that's heavily marketed mm-hmm. to And us. reinforced. Yeah. And reinforced mm-hmm. and judged if you don't fit into that. Yes. And when I read this, I was like, oh, I really wish I had built my definitions of love, you know, around... You know, imagine how different your life would be if you grew up and you were like, oh, I love this person in a playful, detached way. In a storge way. Yeah, in a storge way. We have T-shirts that say the storge way. We wear them, and they have arrows pointing at each other. Yeah. Well, I think about, like... I'm with storge. I'm with storge. Storge's with me. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm with Storge. Storge's with me. <laughs> and how yes. and how so I shouldn't si- laugh through my nose. Understand. All right. Sorry. That last noise was probably rough. No, that was a but good one. I was I was just thinking like it's good to know that there's a type of love called mania. Because then you can label it and be like, that's not what I want. Yeah. What I want is more of a combination of kind of this and this. Right. Even though that feels right. like, oh, I need that person or whatever. It's like, well, is that how I want to feel? No. That's unsustainable right. shit right there. I don't want to feel like that's it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I got to drive around your neighborhood all night. I got to check your right. Facebook. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you? You haven't texted me in 20 minutes yeah but then realizing like oh what if i could just name the type of love i'm having and not wish it was another kind you know like if you find yourself in a relationship with someone you're like wait i'm supposed to love you differently it's like well why can't it just be like a dependable Mm -hmm. respectful definition of love or it can just be like we have a playful best friends on the playground kind of love and it doesn't have to be anything else Mm -hmm. but the reason why i think what I talk about when I talk about love is messed up for me is because, and this is just me thinking about this in the last couple of days, is that the way that love is marketed to you, to me, to, I think in this country or movies or commercials or <laughs> whatever. Well, much it, heavily, much more heavily marketed towards women than men too. Like certain yeah. ideals of love. I think. Right. But also you grew up watching the same TV shows and mm-hmm. movies and a man's going to, ride up on a horse and yeah. or be the breadwinner and right. be the great dad and you know and there's like a standard set up mm-hmm. or you're going to be super romantic or a stud mm-hmm. or whatever right. <laughs> you know and so you grow up wondering like is that how it's supposed to go you know yeah and i mean i don't know about you guys but for me growing up that gave me a lot of anxiety like those well, kind yeah. of ideas that you know i've got to be this 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 but i'm only going to grow to five feet eight so <laughs> What can I do? I'm going to have to start wearing high heels. Yeah, I'm going to have to to (laughs) wear a pair of uh, platform shoes. Mm -hmm. Join Mm -hmm. a rock band. You are. You are. So congratulations on those high heel rock band. Thank you. Thank you. Got them at a garage sale. (laughs) Turns out 38 Special isn't uh, touring anymore. Right, right. I bet they are. Like county fairs. Well, not with these shoes. (laughs) I have to build a bigger stage. Wow. You don't need a stage when you got four foot heels, bitch. Yeah, damn right. I can perform anywhere. (laughs) I got live animals living in my heels. (laughs) 
Um, hey, Todd, we're going to take just like a two and a half minute break. So if you can start that song over, we're going to run right out and then come right back. And then we're going to talk about Marjorie and the kids and everyone needs a pill and more about what you guys <laughs> think about these six definitions of love. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. Todd, let me know. good <laughs> she really nailed it. Yeah, she nailed it okay hey welcome back welcome back so loving you is easy because you're beautiful mm-hmm. there's a message for yeah. you right there yeah that's it <laughs> i tried to love this ugly guy once that was tough <laughs> Yeah. Loving you is easy yeah. when you're walking in front of me. <laughs> right. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. <laughs> that was a hit. People were like, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot less troubling than, than loving someone who's terrible. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So think about all those messages from songs. You know, sure. there's so much. There's so much. Even to do the lap. 
just like being a woman. It's like when you're a little when you're a little girl, everywhere you go, what is the first thing people say to you? Oh, honey, you're so, so pretty. You're so cute. I mean, it's just. Give me, give me a hug. He's going to be a heartbreaker. He's going to be a heartbreaker. Constantly. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. all the way back. It's so prime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I was thinking about, I was thinking about, um, the way even I'll say to a little boy, like, he's going to break a lot of hearts. Huh? <laughs> he's, exactly. They're like four oh, years so old. <laughs> he's so handsome. I know. He's probably going to hurt people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to yeah. be someone's yeah. worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, you're probably going to treat girls like shit. <laughs> you're going to think way too much about your own body. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, you're gonna. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Okay. I swear. So, did you guys think anything about this Eros Mania Ludos Storge Agape Pragma? I mean, the only yeah, thing I wanted read to over. kind of say was, I mean, I like the type. I kind of read about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.S. Lewis has a book, and he wrote all about agape and the different kinds of love. And yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I, I forgot about these. And it does help to kind of like psychologically see it and sort of sort things out. But I, what I love about Raymond Carver's story is it's so the opposite of that. It's so like, yeah, everybody's acting out these certain things, but it's a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. And e- like each one of these people is just, has come into the situation for love and it's just been for love it's just been a total wreck and it's like it's so well, what impression do you get of nick and laura i just yes, feel like they're a couple there, just to... what is your impression of them from the story i didn't really get one yeah they were like sheer I, observers but i, I have some opinions about laura but i think when nick says on page nick makes this oh here i bent the page hallelujah um, let's see. Well, Nick and I, Nick and I are in love. Laura said, "Aren't we, Nick?" And she bumps his knee, and it's all about how they get along and they do things together. Knock on wood, they're pretty happy. Count our blessings. And he looks up and says, "We're we're lucky." Like confirms. Like, That's pragma, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's pragma. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love based on compatibility and common sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in love. We do yeah. things together. <laughs> exactly. You need a exactly. place to live, exactly. and I don't hate you. <laughs> I need a place yeah. to live. Do you want to share expenses and us not hate each other? It's but, pragma. Know, the, implication, the implication is almost like, yeah, but there hasn't been a chance to drag you around the room by your heels yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. sort of like right. the implication that he's saying he's like, which totally goes to the levels and the layers of the, of the love types. I mean, it's all there. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. so beautiful that he captures one of them in, like, one sentence, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're lucky. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Shelly, in your like, version? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. In your yeah. version, Shelly, did you have the um, the part where Terry talks about, like, well, you guys have only been together for four years. However, for, two years Yeah, or two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she mm-hmm. says, wait till you hit four years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably yeah. yeah that you're right on that with the implication that you know he hasn't had a chance to drag her yes. around by the heels right. yet. So they haven't hit that. Do you know Mark Sweetman? Do you know yeah. Mark Sweetman? Mm-hmm. So Mark Sweetman is a comedian in Detroit, and he's he's got he's been married for a long time, and he has 
eight kids, mm-hmm. right? Five, three of his own and five foster kids that he adopted. And he, he has a joke where he says, um, are you guys married? People raise their hand. He's like, you're not married? Okay, here's what you need to know about marriage. If a spouse dies, they immediately think it's the other spouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know about marriage. <laughs> Basically, like, the very first person that they think killed you is your spouse. You know, like, you're the main right. suspect. And everybody, suspect. it always gets a huge laugh when he says it because you're, you're expecting them to pontificate. I've got eight kids. Yeah. I've been with my wife for this long. Here's what I'm going to teach you about marriage. And then he says that one thing, and everybody cracks up because right. they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I'd kill somebody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody's going like, uh-huh, yeah. mm-hmm, yeah, even if it's, like, right. Valentine's Day. Like, I think he did this joke yeah. at some sort of, like, Elk's Lodge or something where we performed on Valentine's Day, which, of course, you know, rocked. There was some candy corns. Yeah. <laughs> there was some red tablecloths. But there's all these people like, we met here. We've been together for 20 years. And you're like, oh, like, this is their jam. Like, they come to the Elks Lodge, they kind of dress alike, they drink a couple of Bud Lights, and and they have friends here. They have their hats. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, they're just, we're together, man. Yeah, we're together. It is, it is. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, did you say candy corn? (laughs) Candy corn. Did you say that? (laughs) Candy corn at at Valentine's Day? Yeah. Who gets candy corn at Well, it was like, it was like. um, Maybe Sweetest Day? No, you don't understand. Candy corn. So there was little paper boats. Can you picture a paper boat? Yeah. Like somebody puts onion rings at the fair. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little red and white paper boat on like all the tables. A snack tray. It, uh, yeah. And it, it had um, peanuts, uh, candy hearts mm-hmm. that said, like, be yeah. mine and shit like that. Uh-huh. And then candy corn. Candy corn. Yeah. And red hots. Oh. In there with the peanuts. And they served that. Did they just they, spend that a was, buck twenty-five in that a vending machine? <laughs> that was all over the tables. And then they had like spaghetti in the dish and meat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I saw. I was like, "Wait, we're still with the boat? <laughs> like, wait." <laughs> I okay, feel like they missed so a yeah, chance. Like, I was up at a. No, it was just such a funny meal because they were like. It's going to be great. You're going to get to do 45 minutes. It'll be totally packed, and you'll get a free dinner. And I was like, oh, awesome. You know, so it was the middle of winter. Well, it was February, and I had to drive to this comedy mm-hmm. show. Anyway, little off track here, I know. <laughs> but we're talking about love still, kind of, um, because everybody was out for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and like, is anybody here on a first date? Hey, has anybody here been married oh. forever? Woo! You know? And I was playing up to it, and the whole time I was thinking, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) How are all my ladies? I'm like, I don't go out. I don't like to date. Who am I? Like, wear high heels and date people. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not selling this. I don't. (laughs) I don't believe in this concept. But happy Valentine's Day, bitches. Today, today, everyone should be out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's have a lot of two tops. Yeah. If you're a server on Valentine's Day, you're just like fucking Valentine's Day, dude. <laughs> Bunch of awful. two tops. That's dangerous, dude. They that's not good for your psyche. They all. go out, they go out, and you're waiting on them, and you can tell this is like the one night a year that they go out, mm-hmm. like that day, Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. maybe New Year's Eve. Easter Sunday for lovers. <laughs> 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 that's what it is. That Easter Sunday. 
for lovers. I like it. I think we wrote a hit. <laughs> okay, any more about Easter Sunday <laughs> or pragma? Uh, pra- um, or storge? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. What do you think the what do you think the, the right mix is just throw it all in there together except for the mania? I think it's realizing they all exist. And because um, it seems like, I mean, I don't know, kind of black and white. Like it seems like most relationships kind of cycle through those things. All, yeah, all of um, it, but in different, yeah, like different exactly. levels. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. But I think the reason why this is helpful for me is because in my mind, I'll be thinking, this is where my dissatisfaction in relationships has been. Because I'm thinking it's supposed to go this way. Right. And when it doesn't, right. and the other person goes, no, you can tell I love you because I washed your car. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, that's what? that's what you were doing? You know, and I'm like, oh, I said it. It's like, well, I made you that music mix, you know, or I. Right, the overly practical. Yeah, like I defended you in that conversation or whatever, you know, like, and realizing like, oh, even we who love each other aren't even talking about the same thing right. when we talk about love. Like, if I'm saying love, I'm yeah. saying like, I'm foregoing all others. And you might not think that. You might think, well, yeah, I love you. But I still want to bang a bunch of people. <laughs> like, what are you right. talking about? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I thought that's not how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, but yeah. some people are fine with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm polyamorous. You're cool with a yeah. bunch of dating a bunch of people together, right? And some people are like, oh, yeah, we do that too. And I'm just like, oh, that's not, that's not part of my diff. Kids these days or grown ups. These are grown ups that I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're everywhere. It's big here in Boulder. Married big. people will contact you on dating websites and be like, yes. We like you and you're like absolutely. Oh, I'd um, like you to meet my wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm happily married, yeah. but we're really yeah. open. <laughs> like probably more open than me now that I think about it. But if you guys want to come and to my comedy show, <laughs> <laughs> just try to promote. There, and there, there's always like what do you guys do on Valentine's Day? Feeling too, like, like, no, it's really great. You should try it. Like freaking Nexium or whatever that shit was called. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, what? I will tell I'm you. I'm so suspicious of polyamory. I'm just like, yeah, there's no way that that works. There's, I'm so out, like on the whole. Really? Thing, so. I've, uh, I've hold on, oh, hold yeah. on. Wait, wait, go. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to go. You go. Okay. I was going to say, like, I've, you know, been on the road a bit doing comedy. And, yes. you know, run into very various types of people. Yes. And I have met polyamorous couples on of the course. road. Of course. Yes. And I will tell you, the mm-hmm. impression I get from them is one partner is a lot more polyamorous than the other. <laughs> Every time, every time, there's just somebody who yeah. looks angry and isn't saying anything, <laughs> just kind of simmering. Yeah, in the I'm corner. super into this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great, honey. You look great out there. <laughs> oh my God, my friends. There's no I saw, way. I'm not going to use their names, but they're friends within my comedy circle, and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we we're together with another couple. <laughs> it's just very cash. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of them. Wh- why are you guys moving? To sh- why are you guys moving to this new town? And they go, "Oh, well, uh, our boyfriend lives there. We're moving oh there God. for our boyfriend." Wait, wait, wait. So two are moving to the one instead of the one moving to the two. That makes no yeah, sense yeah. to me. Well, that's not pragma at all. He has, he has really, he has, he has really good lats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's all arrows then. Lemmy. It is. It is. He has really, he has a really good, you know. 
Uh, motorcycle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good skating rink. Um, no, I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I, I've been trying to define it, you know, and I've realized like I'm a loyalty type love person. Loyalty means love to me. Mm-hmm. I've realized that. I agree with that. A kind of there when I need you kind of love, right? Mm-hmm. That's important to me. Yeah. Like silliness and like authentic sharing mm-hmm. is love to me. And I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like a consistent, I know you're for me. Yeah. Like I, that's, that's how I can tell. Are you going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm friends with you now, or I'm not friends with you now, or I love you now. I don't love you. Family, friends, whatever. Like I need to know that you're basically for me, yeah. you know? Cause right, when like, I love someone, I've, they've passed a lot of tests in my mind. Yeah. And I'm in now, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking in. You know what I mean? I'm going to call you. Right. Yeah. How, how many times can you think of that I've, like, badgered you into getting back in touch with me over the years? Either, like, late-night oh, phone calls, texts. That's a great question. I don't know. Probably I, a good handful of times. good handful sure. of yeah. times. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, hey, Shelly, what's up? I'm like, Marty, you're not leaving my life. I don't know right. what, where, where you think you went for a minute. But I'm still here, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I do that with friends. Like, once they're in, I'm like, just because you yeah. moved to Georgia, dude, right. you think you're just not my friend anymore? <laughs> like, we can't do that. That's stupid. Right, like, I think... You've passed <laughs> my fucking test, okay? Loyalty, loyalty basically defines friendship and love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the only difference, I mean, unless you're polyamorous, is sex. That's the only difference. Right. Polyamorous is sex. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not. Like, this really? Is oh, no. It's way much more than that. And then yeah, it's, it's way much life. work. It's like, no, it's, it's basically me watching my wife fall in love with another man. It's much more <laughs> complex than just the sex. Oh, yeah. It's me watching my wife leave me emotionally, <laughs> right. but still take advantage of everything Dude. that we own. Dude. Ah, uh, no. Like, just, just on a practical energy level. Oh, exhausting. Like, in a committed relationship, I've got just the energy for me and my one other person. <laughs> right. Okay? I, oh, God. And, and we have three dogs, and I work over <laughs> yes, That's yes, about it. Yes. I yeah. don't, there is no fucking way if I take on three more people. Yeah. You know, or four more people. There is no way that I'm having authentic relationships with no way. people. May, and maybe that's me. I'm not. There's no, that's. No I'm with you way. on that. Right, right. That's you know, it'd be interested. No. Hey, any callers out there, polyamorous, want to chime in on this? <laughs> oh, no, it's great. 1 800, sure. It's great. We go to Cedar Point. I get to watch my wife and the other guy ride the roller coaster because all three of us can't we sit want on the like same coaster. 16 more people to go with <laughs> We need a driver. Let's invite that guy people. and tell him we love him. I mean, this son um, of a bitch yeah. can't even cook. I'm still doing all the cooking. <laughs> Why did we bring him into the house? That's what I'm saying. It's not. Cr- Think about having like four cats, mm-hmm. you know, or three kids. You know, you just you go to the mall, you watch them, look at the mothers' faces who have one baby, and yeah. then look at the mothers' faces who have two or more children. Yeah, they are not happy. No hey, Brian, Brian, can you mow the lawn this week? <laughs> Right. Okay. But let's look at this. Let's look at this. I've got a, 
I think we're all on the same page about the level of energy. But I have some friends, okay? I have a couple of friends that and can, my relationship with that can go. Wait, and not that kind of show, right? Right, and uh, so so she can be like, oh, I've got five five dates this week. Right, this guy I really, really like. This guy, we've hooked up a few times, but I don't know if I'm into it or not. This guy, and I'm all of a sudden like, what? What? No way. No way. I, I'll, I'll, if I meet a guy, it means we've texted or called two or three times, and finally he's like, am I never going to meet you? And I'm like, okay. I don't even think of it as a date. It's like a screening appointment. Mm-hmm. And then I go yes. somewhere that I like I in case, in case yes. like... I, it's a screening appointment. Like, I'm going to go to an improv show or a coffee shop that I love. That way, if I don't like them, I'm still in a place that's cool. I've got something to do. Right? And go. they've got yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, so what's up? <laughs> you know, because yep. I'm already yeah. a pretty happy person loving life. So if you're going to take up a couple hours of my time, <laughs> make it count. <laughs> make it count. Yes. And to do that, but yes. I've got friends who are like, oh, no, I really liked him to, with, like, every guy that she meets. And I'm like, she'll call me and be like, yeah, I really liked him. I mean, well, he kind of he hates his job, and he's got a couple kids, but they don't get to see it. each other. And I think he does crack. Sorry. He's super cute. And I'm just like, I already hate he's him. Sober. I've lost interest. <laughs> and she's like, st- he's still in. That she yeah. four or yeah. five she can have four or yeah. five going one's semi serious and I'm just like I don't we operate our brains and yeah. hearts are made of completely different material. Yeah. Yes, I have no I have a friend like that, and she has a, like a collection of really fancy cowboy boots, <laughs> and I think they kind of go together. <laughs> Are you saying Seriously. narcissism? I think they kind of go together. I really you think do. that if but you date I, a lot, I you actually, can have a lot of <laughs> cowboy boots? Because I have a lot of cowboy boots because Kelsey, it was when I was in a band. Those girls are down. <laughs> those girls are down, man. Those yeah. are the girls that you, when you go out of town on your MFA and you hope to meet your like sidekick girlfriend for the whole thing, yeah. you hope it's the girl with those boots. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> yes. everywhere you go. It's it's on. Right, it's on. right, right. You know? What are we going to do, man? Let's take Literally. shots. Yeah. Shots. <laughs> this actual shots. person, this actual shots. person who, who I love to death. Let's like, do fireball. Know, MFA program, she, she leaned in and just started trying to make out. And I just went with it. Because, of course. Of course. She's had the boots all month. You're like, rooming in the same room with these other chicks. You've been drinking tequila for a month. And he's like, like, oh, of course, we're gonna make out now. That's we're you know. Wasn't me. It was right, the right. boots. Right, right. And this is like the tenth. Ex- and that was your first experience like this. But for her, it was just like last yeah. week. Hundred and fiftieth time. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, we made out that once, didn't fun. we? And like, like I've had, I've got an old friend, Sarah, and she was like, we made out once, didn't we? And I was like, <laughs> yes. I don't think so, Sarah. <laughs> and she looks at my friend Nikki, and Nikki was like, it was me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Of course you guys made I out. I remember that. I probably yeah. watched you guys, right? I probably were they wearing did. boots? <laughs> we were probably all wearing boots, but they were confused. They were. I was sending out mixed signals because I just wear the boots because I'm in the band. I don't wear the boots because Fine. I'm right. down. <laughs> you know? like, a, like a showgirl. Like, Let's go. I wear them because I have yeah. to change outfits a lot on stage, and I need them to match a lot of different outfits. Mm. But if I'm sitting the wrong signal, I'm not polyamorous. I just have a lot of costumes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Which probably wearing a lot of costumes, okay. 
have another friend who uh, sent me a picture of a guy that mm-hmm. she's, you know, liking online. And, uh, and he's shirtless, you know, doing a shirtless selfie. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm not a shirtless selfie person. Like, I pass on any shirtless right. selfie guy. That's yeah. like, oh, he's, nope. Oh, he's, nope. That's you know. my son, by the way. <laughs> I did not hook up with your son, Christina. I didn't even get to him. Left. Yeah, I didn't anything. So, um, but anyway, she goes, hey, no judgment. This is one of my picks. And she texts me one of her picks, which is her standing in high heels and underwear, taking a selfie in the mirror with her bra and her her hand on her boob. And I was like, wow, hey, (laughs) Um, I guess you're just looking to bang. And she goes, no, no, I'm just wanting to have coffee with somebody. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope, you are (laughs) looking to bang. (laughs) Like, that's a signal, (laughs) babe. That's, that's. You can't believe why you have so many likes. Well, it's because you're looking to bang. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Nope, at all. that's that's the signal, right? I was like, yeah. okay. She's like, you think? I'm like, uh huh. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. I'm like 100 percent sure of this. If you show up and you're not ready to bang, you've sent the wrong message. Yeah. <laughs> They're not talking about what they're talking about when they're talking about love is not the same thing that you're talking about. Eros. 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 Sexual. You're like, let's have coffee. And they're like, I thought surely we'd bang. That's that's a code word, right? Coffee's a code word? Totally. Oh, you mean coffee. Can I have some coffee bag in my place? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, segue a little, but that freaking Harvey Weinstein video... Did you guys watch that? Video? Oh, him hugging the, the, mugging the, the lady. girl's yeah. arm. And what? Like, it was I'm like sorry, a, a secret footage of brain. him. Yeah. What? Okay, I'll have to, I'm going to have to table that. Can we come back to that? Okay. Harvey wants yeah. to video. Let's talk about Marjorie and the kids and everyone needs a pill. Mm. Um, so we're back to the book. We're back <laughs> to the book. It only took <laughs> us about 30 or 40 minutes. Right back on track. Snap. So, but that whole time we were talking about love and we were all talking about it different. So we're actually straight up on topic. So Marjorie in this story is Mel's ex and he has kids and uh, he mentions them just a couple of times. And at some point he says, I'm going to go call Marjorie. And uh, so tell me about, you two tell me about that relationship. Marjorie and Mel. Marjorie and Mel. Marty? Oh, floor is yours, Chris. Floor is yours, Chris. Well, I just joined I the party. Adjust, I have to adjust my brain because in my version, they're not Marjorie and Mel, right? They're Marjorie they're, and Her- Herb. Herb? Herb and... Oh, yeah, his first uh, wife you're talking about. His first kids. wife, Marjorie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Marjorie, yeah. He yeah. doesn't seem to like her too much. Right, but that's because she's the ex. Yeah. He had kids I with her. Do you think it's with the, and the kids? I think that's and a beautiful thing. It's about the yeah. I think it's about how like that thing we were talking about earlier, the, sort of the timeline of love. And at like one point in time, he was with this woman, and they made kids. And now on the timeline, he's like getting drunk at this table, and he's he's away from his kids. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, he he. That's not what he signed up for. That's not what he thought was going to happen when he got married. You know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's heartbreaking because that's like where he wants to be but where is he you know and then yeah. in our version he gets up and goes to take a shower which i just think is so poignant yeah know? who but gets up and takes a shower at a party <laughs> you I've know? Done it before. I yeah do. sure i do if i drink too much i'm looking i'm totally looking for water 
So really? Two out of three oh, right there. Oh, okay. Maybe right, I'm missing yeah. out. Either I'm missing out or you guys just get drunker than me. I've only done it because I vomited on myself. Okay. I've had to been forced into a shower at a party. Okay. I've probably done it because I had like barbecue sauce on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I should just wash my In whole body. Hair. I probably you know got it's been a long night. I probably got it Shelly, do you have barbecue oh. sauce on your ankles? Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't? He's um, got a tub around here. So, <laughs> y'all, I'm getting in the tub. <laughs> Best idea, I'm telling you. Y'all, I'm Best getting in the tub. Idea. You got to hydrate quickly. Do you tell people or do you just wander off and come back wet? <laughs> just, yeah, come back with wet. <laughs> what do you think? What I do you think, think? I think that somebody, that I'm all of a sudden going, wait, where's Chris? And Kyle goes, yeah. oh, she's probably outside on the phone or something. Let me go look for her. And I'll be like, is she in the kitchen? And then you come out with a robe on and you're <laughs> like, <laughs> your Am I right? Sorry, but in the bath. In the bath. <laughs> yeah. Yes, essential oils, guys. It was awesome. Guys, you should try it. And you're like drinking a mint julep. <laughs> All about it. it, yes. almost, it and, and if I hit it just right, mm-hmm. I get a second wind. Sure. Like, so sure. cleansing. It's just like, you're yes, like Aquaman. I'm on. Yeah. You know what? I have yeah. for Aquaman, too, when he gets back in water. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Son of a bitch is ready to roll. Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. He was my favorite. Hero as a kid on mm-hmm. Saturday cartoon. Mm-hmm. Aquaman. You know what I never got about that, that guy? Kale? What about him? He's dressed like a, a goldfish, if you notice it. <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed like a goldfish. But his body's blue or something, right? He's like blue and yellow. Hey, um, no, Marty. I think we're thinking of Marty, different Aquaman. Marty, when you say Maybe. dressed like a goldfish, <laughs> are you implying like that you've seen goldfish in clothes? <laughs> you know how goldfish dress, right? Yeah. You he know. dresses like that. <laughs> You know, like how they dress for a goldfish funeral. <laughs> right. Not like all, a. He's just wearing not a like a suit. not like a gold wi- goldfish Hawaiian shirt Friday at work. Right. No. You know, like a very solemn occasion, like, like a baptism <laughs> or a funeral. Right. How a goldfish would dress. Goldfish bat mitzvah clothes. Right. Just you know, just a, a basic black suit. But he does oh have blue God. skin and a tail. I'm crying. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I meant like if you know, like a costume of a goldfish, because he's like orange and scaly, right. and it's like there's nothing right. like that in nature. Just the goldfish. Right. 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 Okay. That's not a very s- heroic animal. Goldfish. Okay. The, the titled goldfish. They kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know. I can't get it together. <laughs> okay. What do they though. called him? Goldfish. Man. Stop it. Instead of Stop GF What's man. What's it look like? It's a goldfish. Yeah. It's a guy. Yeah, he, dress, he dresses like a goldfish would dress if a goldfish was going to a funeral. immediately knows what it looks like except me who's uh. in blue skin. <laughs> I can't even think of who you're thinking Wait of. a minute, y'all. I don't think I Maybe see gold the same way you do. <laughs> My gold looks like blue. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. I oh see colors different. <laughs> I see colors different. <laughs> Everything's gold to me. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, here's what hit me about Marjorie. Was, um, you know how when you read things, like for me, there's a couple of books. Call of the Wild, Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, um, St- Stephen King's On Writing. Um, mm. If I read them every few years, they're completely different books because I'm a completely different person 
you know? Exactly. So that's yeah. why I want to read Call of the Wild again, you know, or Zen of the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, because the first time it blows your mind in one way, and the second time you realize, like, oh, I didn't even understand this whole level mm. of references. You know, and I was thinking about it. If I had read this story when I was 20, I would have been like, that was dumb. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I wouldn't have really understood anything at all. I didn't know, like what it was like to yeah. date, date someone with kids or to know people who've committed suicide or right. to know someone who lost their spouse to suicide or to know someone who was missing their kids and drinking. Like, now when I read this, I know everybody in this story, mm-hmm. which is why it's a gut punch, because you care about that, and you know it's a hard thing. You know it's a hard thing to be like, that man that I love really wishes he was with his kids, which he had with another woman. And I love him, and the man that I used to love killed himself and loved me. And the only way that you can know all that is to have lived some version of that. And so what I think is powerful powerful about the story is that it's talking to this exact audience of people who have been through it with love. You know what I mean? He's not talking... If this were assigned to like a high school class, right. it would take a special kind of person to be able to write about it yeah. or discern it, really, I think. Absolutely. You know? Totally. Yeah. And totally, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I think yeah. about the Marjorie character, I think about, and the Terry character, I think, I know them. I know them, yeah. and you want the best for them, but you know they're just coming in with a lot. Both of them are coming in <laughs> yeah. with a lot. Like, yeah. you meet this couple, and you're like, oh, his wife just died, and, you know, he doesn't have custody of his kids. You, you know, like, you're kind of just knowing all they're going through and how yeah. they're trying, but you know it's not yeah. perfect, and it's not even close to perfect, and... Yeah. And you still kind of really want them to love each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like, for me, the closest thing, like, how I bring that or reflect onto the story, the thing in my own life is um, when my son went to prison. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like these layers. And, but, you know, at some point in time, I found myself in this visiting room surrounded by round tables and people with guns and at each table you've got an inmate and a family member most likely and at every single table why is everybody there because they love their kids mm-hmm. and their kids love them and like all of a sudden in this room that I think for so many if they're lucky so many people you know they don't they can't imagine somebody in their family doing something to land them in prison and they sure as hell can't imagine that you're going to go visit that person and you're going to have these really authentic moments Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. never would have had otherwise. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you find yourself in this place that's supposed to be so, like, not about families coming together and healing and, like, being together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. knowing, too, that nobody knows what's going to happen when they get out or worse, having all the data about what's likely going to happen when they get out. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just this, like, bizarre moment in time. And I think what you were talking about really hits upon that. It's like, you know, you just, you don't know where love is going to show up. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're just in it. And, and, and no matter how ugly something can be, mm-hmm. you, 
there's this part of you, but at the same time, you have this birth. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to think about your kids in a cell or having to fight or mm-hmm. being narcissistic and potentially going to be an addict for, you know, like all the things you go through mm-hmm. about, like, shit about other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how they should be. But you love them anyway. Yep. Right? Yep. And yeah. it's, it's, and so what it, so this is what's interesting to me is that's kind of mania. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. it's kind of like, but I'm, I'm, I'm possessive of you. You're going to yeah. be okay. I'm committed to loving you no matter what. Right. Dependent. It is related to that. It yeah. It is related to that. But you know, what's fucked up is it's by proxy. It's like by proxy. It's like, if you, if you, you know, like decided to kill a boyfriend or something like that. And Barbara called me, you know, and was like, oh, Shelly's in jail. Something happened. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Barbara's going to, Barbara and I are going to get in the car or meet in Michigan and come visit you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, Thank gonna, you. Uh, yeah, of course. Will you babe. bring me Zingerman's food? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rule breaker. You should know that about me. I don't. I want a catfish sandwich. <laughs> nothing coming in on me. Can yeah. I get a, I just want a catfish sandwich. Try to fly one over with a drone. <laughs> nope. Can you send me a catfish sandwich over the top of the fence in a tennis ball? Yeah. Just mashed up in there just, in a football. Just build a catapult like a mile away and just try to launch it. In Put there. a catfish sandwich in a, in a football and throw it over. <laughs> I'll catch it and eat it. It'll be all loose in there. <laughs> over the barbed wire. Rubber band it. Rubber band it. I would say put it in a Ziploc bag. Don't like try to wax paper it. <laughs> right. It's not going to work. Well, rubber bander it, tape it up, yeah, and put a heating element in there because I don't want a cold ass loose sandwich. <laughs> you but I appreciate it. What people sneak in no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So it's crazy. So here's another kind of love I've been thinking about lately: the love of the person that you feel obligated to love, and if you try to let yeah. them go, um, you know, family falls into this. And certain people in your family where you're like, that person has always hurt me or, you know, like, or that person's never, ever liked me, you know, and they've never given me an inch and I've tried for years and, and yet I do not stop trying. I even had my therapist one day, I was like, well, I'm just trying to love her, you know, I'm just trying to like, I did this thing and I donated to the charity and I asked her to lunch and she goes, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, um, <laughs> 20 to 22 years. And she goes, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, it's so not. <laughs> like, she doesn't love me at all. so car shopping and get little things. You know, I'm just, that's what I like to do. That's my thing. Like, I just... Yeah. I put little gift bags together. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, two, three yeah. times a month, I just like to drop things off. <laughs> yes. Mow a lawn in the summertime. Oh, my so God. Oh, my God. On. So sometimes I think I'm still talking about loyalty when I talk about love. Yes. That's one of my yeah. big categories. I'm noticing, like, that's one of my themes. Like, if you're, if you've got staying power yeah. in Shelly's yeah. life, like, if I can count on you to have staying power... <laughs> Like I've got a, a little, yes. I've got a set of friends who, yes. you know how much I've moved. I've lived with 90, nine, 95 people, Marty. Wow. Yeah, it's big. 
But so there was like a three or four year period where I moved a bunch and it was just like, ah, and I've got a couple of friends that will all be around talking to each other. How long have you known Shelly? Oh, we did this together. Oh, I know her through this. And a couple of them will be like, I've been to everywhere she's lived in Ann Arbor. And somebody will be like, no. (laughs) What? Like everywhere? Did you go to the lake place? Because she was only there for like six months. Yeah, I went there. I went to a party there. Really? And when she was house sitting at that one lady's house? Oh, yeah, yeah, I went there. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. They had that cool basement. (laughs) I'm like, staying power, dude. Takes a lot to keep up. If you're still here after a few years, I'm keeping you. That's why I got to fade out every couple of years. (laughs) Just to catch my breath. Just to catch your breath. Yeah, yeah. So um, anything else about Marjorie and the kids? And, I mean, there's so much. Anything else about Marjorie and the kids? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. I think, I mean, the only thing I guess I could say is it's like the, I think it's brilliant that talking about all the different kinds of love, I think it's brilliant that he segues to one of the characters having uh, children and having that level of love. Mm-hmm. Too, because it's like yeah. it would have been missing if if you wanted to look at like all the different ways that love comes up. I mean, you mm-hmm. definitely gotta have that, you know. That is and an like excellent a dog point. too. And maybe even uh, he gets into that friendship love between the two couples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, you guys are pals. I love you. I yeah. love you too. You know what? You guys are yeah. pals. You know. Right. But yeah. that that's one of exactly. my favorite kinds of loves. That kind of like. I'm going to meet my friends, and this is a group of friends, and we've been meeting up on these two occasions, like St. Patrick's Day Mm -hmm. and Halloween for 20 years, you know, and you've just got that easy acceptance with everybody, and you all know what's going to happen, but you also still call each other out on your shit, you know, and that is one of my favorite kind of loves, that kind of like... The old friend. The old friend, you know, the old friend. So I want to talk about... Hey, where are you going, girl? Um, Got a pee. Okay, take <laughs> us in there. Thank you. Um, what we're going to talk about now is that weird conversation about like some vassal would come along and spear the bastard in the name of love or whatever the fuck it was they fought over in those days. Same things we fight over these days. Laura says nothing's changed, right? And so they t- start talking about the um, kind of he wants to have a scarf. He wants to wear a suit of armor. So what are you what are you laughing at? <laughs> Just expecting to hear piss every sure, second. Sure, sure. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. There she is. There it is. Okay. So, what do you think of that? What the whole vassal thing? Yeah. Talking about the knights. And yeah, the, and the knight. How basically, the knight is working is a vassal for a lord. Is that along the lines of like? Right. He's a knight, and he's got muskets and gunpowder, and you know. Like, he he's basically saying, like, I'm going to be your knight in shining armor, I yeah. think. And she's saying... But then it's also the knight works for somebody else or works for a different... The serfs never had it good, but I guess even the knights were vessels to someone. Yeah. So the knights did work for someone, right? But then they just get drunk and start going, vassals, knights, what? Right. They called them vassals, not vessels, you know, so they have that thing. But my point is, yeah, what is it about the discussion of... Um, you know, the knight in shining armor thing kind of coming up. Is that Mel? Absolutely. Are we still trying to define Mel there? You think Mel? I think, see, going back or to Herb. That, that thought, yeah, that of Herb, Herb and Mel. Right. I don't yeah. know. Maybe Herb is a little more needy than Mel. <laughs> but, maybe. Like, I did sense that whole <laughs> thing that Mel, you know, Mel loves Terry more than Terry loves Mel. Oh. But that's the thing that I brought up at the beginning. 
that I kind of sensed, but I don't know, maybe you know, maybe it's the the abuser reaching from beyond the grave and where she's still kind of, you know, no, mm, he really loved yeah. me sort of thing. But to me it seemed like Mel, you know, was more in love with Terry than Terry was with Mel and maybe that bringing up the uh the fact, you know, he's still trying to show himself the entire time as, you know, this this alpha male protector for her. Yeah. Where the other yeah. guy, the guy that she still thinks about was just, you know, crazy. He was just yeah. crazy and vicious and violent. And this is the, uh, you know, the white knight that's going to save her. Yeah. And Absolutely. Then, and then she says uh, that thing about, you know, they, they still serve somebody. But then the topic gets changed real quick. So we don't know where that yeah. could have went to. Well, it go, you know, what's interesting is then he's like, if you, if you weren't in, he's talking to Laura, if you weren't in love with Nick and I wasn't in love with Terry, I'd carry you off. I'd, you know, put you in. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go away to that land. And I'm like, that's also a whole thing where somebody throws out a flirt, oh. a flirt you know. And it's yeah, light, and, and it's and it's light, you know. It's kind of like lightly and she thrown out, say no. right? She just kind of goes, yeah. "Tell your story, then we'll go to that new place." Okay? She doesn't say no, but she yeah. says, she just says, "Finish your story, and right. then we'll go to that place Table to eat." Table that for now. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, <laughs> that that's pretty fascinating to um, me. To me, that's also, what, what kind of what kind of move is that on his behalf to just throw that out exactly. there like that? Right. Exactly. Like I think it exactly. seems like he may have been trying to make Terry jealous. Yeah, maybe. And she just didn't even budge. Yeah. Or is it just? It's, or is it just like we've reached this place where we're like totally in it with each other, and let's face it, like anything goes. Like mm. it's like they're just so raw. You think they're just so drunk mm. that it's just like where's the obvious next sort of like grungy place to go. Group like, sex, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That's, exactly. that's where they're going. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> or that's one option. <clears throat> it's definitely like, oh, <laughs> now we're going to throw... He just throws that in with that line. Here, he I just, had a like, really... Well. I had a really old friend couple who I've known for a long time. That's... <laughs> you can tell that because I said really old friend. Really? And oh, I thought you were talking known, that they were really uh, a really old couple that you knew. They're two 100-year-old people. That's no, awesome. they, um, no, uh, just a couple that I've been friends with for a really long time. And a, a few years ago, I was dating this guy, and we were hanging out at their house. And they basically were like, we want to try swinging because we both think your boyfriend's really hot. And I was like... No. You're like, <laughs> you guys are my friends, and you just told me you wanted to fuck my boyfriend. Right. No, but That's they were rude. both, like, super excited. Like, they had been together for years and years and years, and we're like, this could be cool, right? And they're in a completely different place. And I've, I've yeah. never been with someone for fi- right. 15 years. Like, I have yeah. no idea. And then they're... Um, and then I'm telling this fairly new boyfriend, and he's like, oh, my God. Because in my experience of these friends, this is brand new out of the blue. Yeah. Like, I've right. never heard them right. talk like this ever. Right. And they're suddenly just right. like, sure, man, we're open to anything. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't think. I think that yeah, seems weird. To me, that seems kind of rude <clears throat> in a way. Like, hey. I think they were just feeling free, and some of their friends thought it was okay mm-hmm. and i was just in of a completely course. different place i yeah. just was like wow guys wait did, they, did this also yeah. break out in front of you when you said some of their other friends thought it was okay like was this at a party and the next thing you know you're, no, you guys I are just think, on the couch and- i think that they were kind of like you know 
we've got friends that, you know, are open to it. And then they, and they're talking about it in a general way. Then they start talking about it in a more specific way. Then they go, well, he's really hot. And you're I like, what you about me? you guys have good sex, you know? And I was like, what, what happened? When did we get on to this specific part? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought we were talking about this down, conceptually. Like, <laughs> I thought this was a concept conversation, right. not like a yeah. next steps conversation. We're just talking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big ideas here, right? <laughs> right, right. I just went to yeah. go get some checks mix. <laughs> Come back yeah. and you guys are wanting I, to bang I, my I've boyfriend. Like woken up. I've literally like woken up with like another couple like passed out next to me or like on a couch or something and had somebody in the group of us be like, hey, maybe we should have sex or da 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 And I literally have a memory of like coming to consciousness all over a shit and being like, you know, I... I don't, I'm really not down. <laughs> I'm not down. I'm not it's down. July 4th. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I ate Notice so many hot doing. dogs. Right. You're doing exactly what uh, Laura kind of did with, hey, let's just finish the story and then go yes. get something to eat. Yes. Go yes. get drinks. Yeah. Let's go get drinks. Let's, let, we can get some, like, we some were, were going to play that game, you guys. <laughs> Let's play the game. I nobody I'm wants here. to see that. Yeah. That's just another yeah. penis. So it's <laughs> you. People like did thank me later. By the way, they oh. like, me, like later, like, you know, Oh my gosh! Like, Thanks hey. for that cold shower. You guys, yeah, I just I realized how many <laughs> of these <laughs> situations I'm now like. Oh my god! In there the was another one where I'm like hanging out with a bunch of friends, and then somebody's like, "Come in here," and I go into my friend's bedroom, and there's. Him and his girlfriend in the bed, another friend there, and we're all really good friends. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave." And like my sweatshirt that his girlfriend had borrowed when she got cold was over there, and I'm just kind of like, "I need to get my sweatshirt," you know. But then the next day, we had to talk about it. We had to be like about the three way. I had to walk by to get my sweatshirt. That got out of hand, right? Am I? Yeah, okay. It's fine with me, yeah. So let's talk about this. This writing right here. I just want to get us back on track for time's sake here. So this writing. Um, Let's go eat. Let's go to the new place. He's depressed, Terry said. Mel, why don't you take a pill? Mel shook his head. I've taken everything there is. We all need a pill now and then, I said. Some people are born needing them, Terry said. She was using her finger to rub at something on the table. Then she stopped rubbing. I think I need to call my kids, Mel said. Is that all right with everybody? I'll call my kids. What if Marjorie answers the phone? You guys have heard us on the subject of Marjorie. Honey, you don't, need, you don't want to talk to Marjorie. It'll make you feel even worse. I don't want to talk to Marjorie, but I want to talk to my kids. So that little segment right there just broke my fucking heart for some reason. Mm-hmm. Do, you, yeah. do you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. You know, like... Those people exist because you brought them into the fucking world. That mm-hmm. dude doesn't even like, want to be can't... there. He doesn't even want to yeah. be at that party. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, but he just, it, it's like he snaps into it, though. Yeah. He's there with his friends, yeah. he's talking, then all of a sudden he's like, why don't you take a pill? And he's like, I need to see my kids. Like, that's his yeah. trigger. Why don't you take a pill? I've taken yeah. everything. Like, I've drank everything. I've yeah. taken everything. I want to like, see my kids. I want to see my kids. Yes. What if you have to talk to yes. Marjorie, oh, though? So basically, he self-medicates so. himself. Well, for sure. But divorce. it's also, like, the opposite of love is separation. 
like when you can't have it. It's like when to actually love those people, you have to accept the circumstances of not being able to be with them. Mm. Because uh. because out of love, so much got broken or just yeah. didn't work. And yet mm-hmm. there's these two figures who represent all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And whatever's going on with you that fucked you up to, to get there in the first place, you're now actively right. there's creating never, in their own lives. There's never going to be closure are, for you? Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's, there's an absolute mirror, giant mirror that's just like, my shit is their shit, and, you know, it just goes on mm-hmm. and on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it just repeats itself and repeats itself. And to, to know you're culpable of that, even though you're maybe doing your best. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. Best, wow. Right? That's some deep like, shit. You can do your best but you're still separated. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant. Again, like bringing in the kids for one of these characters is so brilliant because it's just like, yeah, shit sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like really kicks you in the balls. Right, he, right. You wake up and he's so sad. He's like, that's what he's sad about. That's what he's sad about. That's why, that's why he's getting drunk. Right. And then and then he immediately like when he realizes that he can't talk to his kids, he immediately like, I wish she would get married because I'm if I'm not wishing she got married, I'm wishing she got stung by bees. She's allergic to bees. What if he doesn't take care of the bees? And you realize like, oh, he used to be really mindful of her not getting stung by a bee. That's part of their relationship, you know, and uh, pragma back in the day, pragma back in the day. But like, or mania? No. Yeah. Well, just that mean. kind of when you remember how you used to care about someone, like, oh, I always brought him stuff from that restaurant, mm. or oh, he loved it when. Right. Yeah. He remembers the thing. He that remembers the thing. Like I used to have to care about her getting stung yeah. by a bee, you yeah. know, and that was yeah. probably for years he had to care about her getting stung by a bee, you know, and so right. na- now someone Absolutely. else, now someone else is caring about her getting stung by a bee. But won't marry right. her, so he's paying for it. So that's a lot of mixed up stuff. That's a lot of mixed right. up oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's so much. Yeah, it's so much. But so first of all, the writing is perfection. I think we would perfection. agree. It's perfection, you know. And the characters, like, even if you don't, we don't need to know what anybody's wearing. Mm-mm. Really, we don't need to know if anybody has an accent or. Right. You already know these people. You know them. Um, you know them because it's like the. It's because it's anybody. It's it's anybody. Yeah. It's like this is it's hard. I can't think. You know what's amazing is growing up. Just like every few years, you realize like nobody's having just a regular <laughs> relationship. You know, right. like even a few years ago, I think I was a still under the. Right. But even a few years ago, not too long ago, you know, I remember thinking they've. They've got it together, you know, with yeah. a couple. Like, they love each other and respect each other in a relatively... And then you find out something so twisted is going on. Mm-hmm. Well, they're hitting, you, they're hitting on you in the bathroom. You're like, oh, shit. Right, right. Or like, no, w- we never speak to that side of John, you know, his family. And you're like, right. oh, yeah. R- really? Yeah, yeah, we have to meet in a neutral location. <laughs> like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. Right. No, no, no. Right. We've never discussed money or just something where you're like, so like, oh, what? Right. Yeah. Are, are you right. serious? Like you guys have been living right. like, like that the whole time. Like that's bananas. I, what? And, 
you know, especially when you go through the era of my life where those couples you put on a pedestal fall apart. Mm-hmm. Have you been through that? Oh, where like yeah. You're like, oh, well, if they can't make it, then shit. No, you got to pick bad. sides, it's too. It's just as bad when they stay you got to pick sides. Though. It's terrible. It's just as bad. It's as bad when they stay together. Yeah, because the whole time you're like, God, they're such a fucking wreck, but they keep staying together. Um, and then the next thing you know, 25 years together and one of them yeah. is sober and like all their yeah. crazy shit and they're still together and they like really love each other. And you're like, son of a bitch. Did, did that it. work? Three, did that they work? Did three, I'm, I'm a three marriages to one marriage ratio to a like close friend. I'm like, uh-huh. they went through 20 years of shit and so did I. I just yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, even... Sometimes if I'm thinking, like, I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good at maintaining, like, daily gratitude. Like, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at being very intentional about sitting down and going, like, I've got it good. Love where I live, right. you know, mm-hmm. have a healthy body. I pretty much love my life, you know. You're tall. I'm tall. <laughs> I have long hair. Those are fir- the first two things that I put down. Yeah, mine's um, well. Yeah. yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but then I go... Especially if I'm going through heartache, and I'll be, I'll start thinking about all the relationships that I know, that I know well, and right. I'll be, I'll think like, would I want a relationship like that? Yeah. No. Yes, <laughs> no. Would I want a relationship yeah. like them? Nope. I think they're pretending. <laughs> do I want a relationship <laughs> like them? No, so she lucky. doesn't get to do anything, <laughs> you know. And all of a sudden, I'll be like, I'm good. I'm good. I feel loved. I feel loved. It doesn't yeah. have to be like I perceive they might feel loved slightly different than me. And I have to remind yeah. myself of that. I have to remind myself like of the love that I do feel and to let go Absolutely. of the comparison of yeah. like we weren't. It wasn't like with him or it wasn't like when Absolutely. they were together. It's like, well, let me remember really crystal clear what it was like with him. Let me be really crystal right. clear about the fact that I felt like I had to hide this part of myself or I felt like they that one thing that they did was so weird that I could never get over it. Because <laughs> what was the one thing? The file. Every time, the file, right there. What, like, what do you mean, the file? The file, like, you know, it goes on the front of his, like, yes, report yes. card. It's like, yes, oh, yes. shit, dude, seriously? <laughs> right, like, right. Wow. Remember that, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was just like one day happened to mention yeah. that he wished his former wife had died in her sleep. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's goodness gracious. Yeah. You should have you should have talked about that with her. And, there, and he's and he's like he's like, well, you never asked. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You're right. It is my fault. <laughs> yeah, this is going well. I love you. Oh, man. You're tall. Like, let's, let's do this. <laughs> I dated this guy. I dated this guy just briefly, and um, and I kind of liked him, but I was doing very much like standoffish, and it took him a while to convince me to go because I was like, I'm just not dating. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not dating. I mm-hmm. just had, had enough. But. Um, he, he, like, while we're start, sort of having this conversation over a few weeks, he, his aunt dies, and he has to go home to New York, so I go house at his house, and 
I'm like, by the way, I'm going to go through everything in your house. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, is there anything you want to tell me? And he's like, no. And I've been making these, like, jokes to him about, like, his personality and things mm-hmm. that I was worried about. And I'm like, is there anything you want me to know? He's like, no, you're good. Go through everything. So I go through his desk, and I find one porn video, one porn DVD, and it's called Angry Porn. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Were there pictures on it? Did the pictures look angry? Just one picture. And I just, I remember a lot of flesh. It wasn't necessarily angry. Right, right. Image-wise. But but you're like, oh, I don't want, yeah, that's it. Top of the file. Then he, I call him out on it and he tells me later, oh yeah, my nickname when I was a teenager was Angry Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're with Angry (laughs) Dave? I've been married three times. I've got to go. I've got to go. Angry Dave, nice to meet you, buddy. We're going to be acquaintances at best, all right, buddy? I'm I'm currently all Samantha. I'm going to wrap up. We got to wrap up, but I just remembered this. Uh, do you remember that co- that comic strip called Hagger the Horrible? Yeah. <laughs> like she married uh, she married him. Yeah, she she's <laughs> now Mrs. the Horrible. <laughs> she's Mrs. the Horrible. Hagger. <laughs> yeah. It's Mr. and Mrs. the Horrible, everybody. Oh my god, would you even invite them to a party? <laughs> Are the horribles coming? Yeah. Are yeah, the, yeah. the horribles coming? <laughs> Are the horribles coming? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they've, they've been together a long time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They've really braved things because they're years. both horrible. Yeah. They, li- they love each other. So there we go, folks. That wow. I- that was agape. good. That is agape. That's the horribles. Agape. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We did it, you guys. I loved that. Yeah. Todd. That so fun. You're a genius over there. Um, so in a couple of weeks, we'll be back. All right. Love it. Thank you, Martin Butler, for being Bye. here. Well, thank you, Shelley Smith. Thank Very you, nice to Chris. Meet you, Chris. Bye. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Take us out. What would you like to go out with? The oh, d- same song. Bye, Todd. Just a little teeny snippet of it. Bye, Got Todd. It. <laughs> Yay. Out of love and you